I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome to the Movers Mindset Podcast, where I talk with movement enthusiasts to find out who they are, what they do, and why they do it. My guest today is Panda Elin. Welcome, Panda. It's a pleasure to get a chance to talk to you again. We met, I think we've only ever met once. We met once at Gerlev Eidrit School for the International Gathering, uh, and that was super fun to meet you there, but welcome. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be a guest. Oh, uh oh, now the bar has been raised if it's an honor. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you saying that. I like, um, I really enjoy sharing the, like to me, there's a, like I've had this experience a few times, right? I've talked to a few people, but I really enjoy getting a chance to bring people into this experience so that everybody else can hear you. And I know that you have a theater background and I'm, I'm wondering, are you really, because um, I think you still are, but how, what are you doing currently, if you are still doing currently, what are you doing currently with theater? And, and how, does, how does theater like energize you and, and bring you to life? I have one um, theater project coming up in, in the summer in Helsinki. I'll be doing parkour in it. It's, a, it's an outdoors show where the people uh, go a route in the urban area of, of Helsinki. And I'll be doing parkour in maybe two spots there. The theater in itself, like I don't limit it to theater. I see myself enjoying the performing arts as a whole. Hmm. What, uh, what drew you to theater? And when you started really getting into parkour, you were pretty young, uh, relatively young. <laughs> what drew you to theater? And then do you feel like something drew you to uh, placement or free money, however you think of it in your head? But did something that drew you to that from theater? Or do you feel like the two loves are still mixed together? Uh, when I, when I started parkour, I, I was 12, and all my hobbies before that had been team sports, uh, like uh, basketball and football. And I had done parkour for almost six years before I started in theater at all. Mm. My first theater project, uh, I got into it because they wanted uh, performers with parkour background. So I went with my parkour background without any performing background. Oh, I had it backwards. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing you always had a, per, a performative, like a performance streak. Like, were you always the kid who was acting or showing off or? Quite often. Yeah. Uh, I have, um, I have seen myself always as a, as a creative person and I like to make people laugh. I like to, yeah, act. I like to be, uh, out there. Yeah, outgoing. Um, what do you think is something that people get wrong about you? You know, like, hmm. that's a hard question. Yeah, that's a big question. I don't know. People never, people never tell me. Mm. Do you feel like you, you would, I was going to say enjoy, do you feel like you would enjoy your parkour training even more if you had more uh, movement friends like like a lot of the video that i see of you is you moving by yourself 
And maybe that's just because you're so awesome. (laughs) I've had a chance to move like near you and I'm just like, no, I can't even like climb up the things that you just jumped. Um, Do you feel like your your parkour would be more fun if you had more movement friends who played with you on a daily basis? Or maybe that's actually what's happening, but I just don't see that on your Instagram account. Yeah, as I lived the last uh, six months, uh, the last half a year in, in Norway, I lived in a small island and I only had, a, let's say, one person that I trained with. Mm. And uh, he was quite busy all, all the time. So that was a healthy year when I mainly trained by, trained by myself. And that was one of the biggest reasons why I moved back to Finland to my home country, where I have my parkour community and my theater communities. How long have you been back there? How, how long have you been back in Finland now? I moved back uh, one month ago, yeah. Mm. Uh, thoughts on the transition? Like when you got there, how long did it take you? Do you feel like you've blossomed or like the the excitement level went from 10 to 11? Or what's it like now that you've been there a month? Uh, well, I think it, it was the right decision. I have been happier since I get to um, get to spend time with my partner and all my, uh, yeah, friends mm. from the Parker and other various communities. There was nothing wrong with uh, with my life in Norway. The, I really like my student, SPF students especially. I would have liked to continue working with them, but I was even more drawn back to Finland. Mm. Mm. Um, winter <laughs> in Norway and Finland is serious. Uh, here where I live in the Eastern United States in Pennsylvania, uh, it wasn't even white most of the winter this year. The last decade, it's been getting less and less snowy. Um, so, I mean, I still go outside barefoot in the middle of winter. I'm like, yeah, there's some snow on the ground, but it's not that cold. Uh, but I'm wondering how the seasons affect you because I think this the summer, from understanding that I have, I think the summer is shorter but maybe sweeter and, and the winters are colder, so the the range maybe is bigger like the what happens to you mentally is bigger because of the seasons and i'm wondering if you've ever thought about do you train seasonally do you look forward to a particular season yeah i look forward to the summer like all finnish people almost do the seasonal depression is an is an actual thing mm-hmm. it's a real thing that the, the when the autumn and winter comes and the sunlight goes away like we get maybe one hour of sunlight a day then people get more depressed uh, it's a scientific fact and i don't like darkness or the cold i would like to have a summer all year long but since the winter is an actual thing we need to make the most out of it uh, especially last winter like one year ago it was amazing we had tons of snow and we had so many great outdoor sessions with my friends just uh, jumping flips to snow jumping <laughs> jumping from rooftops to snow it, it was amazing we we even made a quite big uh, winter park video last winter that got uh, pretty popular hmm. uh where'd you put the video is it on youtube is it on instagram or yeah it's it's on youtube it, it's under the name of uh helsinki winter takeover hmm. I will go look after we are done. I think everybody else would enjoy it too, based on what I've seen of Panda's movement. Um, is there a particular, 
when I look at your Instagram, there's a lot of bar movement. And I mean, some of it is swinging, but a lot of it is dynamic, like three-dimensional. And I'm wondering when you when you're outdoors, people tend to move in like straight lines, but I, it looks to me like when you get into a built space, that's got a lot of bars or scaff that your mind sort of thinks in, like, I've seen you change directions or move sideways. And I I feel like your mind is less constrained maybe when you're in bars, indoors in scaffolding. And I'm just wondering if you've ever thought about that, like maybe how outdoors you tend to think more linear, like the classic A to B. And maybe when you're indoors, you think more about swoops or flows. I'm just Mm. thinking out loud. Have you ever thought about that? Does that sound like an actual thing that Panda does? Yeah, maybe. I haven't really thought about it that way. Many times indoor gyms are quite limited you can't go long stretches mm-hmm. of runs so you have to turn twist around make longer lines usually i just go wherever my mind likes to go mm. like i'm not trying to force it in any direction how the this is <laughs> left turn how long have you been bouldering or climbing i know mm-hmm. you started to be started seeing more indoor uh bouldering indoor uh, rock climbing how long have you been doing that I think I have like bouldered once or twice a year, like since whenever, but I actually started bouldering more just before Corona. It was 2019, Super Parker Armageddon, where, where I got the spark. We had a bouldering uh, workshop there. And after that, I started doing it more, more and more. Uh, when I was, when I lived in Norway, in a small island, I didn't have proper, um, uh, I, I lost my vocabulary. <laughs> uh, the bouldering gym, like you didn't have an indoor space. Is that what you were yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't have indoor space or proper weather to, to, do it out, to do it outside. So I had a longer break during those mm-hmm. months. But now that I'm back to Finland, I started started doing it more. <laughs> it's addictive, isn't it? There's something yeah. about the, well, the problem solving is the thing that, that hooks everybody that I know that's hooked. Yeah. Um, have you had a chance to boulder outdoors? I'm not sure like how warm it gets in the summer and what spaces are around. Have you, have you had a chance to boulder outdoors and what are your thoughts on, on indoor bouldering versus outdoor bouldering? Yeah, I have got, got chances to do it outside. Only a couple of times I've done it on natural boulders outdoors, but uh, in my hometown in Yuvaskulak, we have this, uh, uh, great rock wall, mm. uh, it's on a building that's uh, maybe 100 or 150 years old. It's a kind of a positive angle, a slab. And I really much like to spend my time there in the spring and summer time. Hmm. So many things. What are, are there types of movement in bouldering that you think challenge you the most? Like I've seen you do you know, meter and a half dinos. And, and I'm like, well, that's, that's not challenging. <laughs> what? And and also I think you made a comment somewhere about, you know, cheating, like with reach. I'm like, that's yeah. not cheating. If you're naturally that, you know, if your diagonal reach is that long, that's how you solve the problems. And I'm yeah. wondering if there are 
things about bouldering that you feel like you need to work on because they're your weakness? I mean, I think there should be, uh, and there could be if I was more, uh, more like competitive about mm. bouldering, if I wanted to make progress like a well-rounded, but in boulder, I'm mainly in, interested about the things that I can do and what are most fun to me, which are uh, the long dinos and the positive slab walls. Mm. Yeah, I like the the footwork part of bouldering. Uh, I happen to be lucky that there's um, like a half hour walk from my house. There's a very, very old mountain range. It's like only a hundred meters high anymore. Like it's very old, yeah. but there are boulders that are that were left from a glacier. So you walk up in the woods and there'll be a perfect boulder just stuck in the middle of the woods. She's <laughs> like, What's, where'd yeah. this come from? Some <laughs> glacier put it there millions, thousands yeah. of years ago. I'm not sure how long that was. Um, so I love, and the next boulder would be different geology. So like, there's nothing that's like, what's going on here? This one's like sandstone. This one's like concrete. It's weird. Um, conglomerates and rock with um, sedimentary, but it's on its end instead of like, it's really weird. Yeah. And I love the footwork part of it. So when you mentioned slabs, there's this one thing I call green garden wall because it's all covered in moss. And they're just these tiny little places where you can get a little foothold and you can just like move. It's, it's, it's like the size of a wall in a big room. It's not even very large, but you can just move back and forth on that with just fingertips for balance. Yeah. And that movement with feet um, which is something that I find is like a parallel to the kind of um, parkour movement that I like to do. I like precise foot placement. Um, and I'm, I, you have very, I think, very precise foot placement in your parkour movement. And I'm wondering, do you see parallels? So when you're moving in parkour, we all tend to be, it's like more movement. We're like, Phew. But when you're moving in climbing, unless you're doing a dyno, it's more like the way a lizard moves, where there's this like, you know, one limb and then the next limb and then, you know. But I'm wondering if you see parallels between the kinds of movements in parkour and the kinds of movements in bouldering. Yeah, yeah, I do. But even more what I've been uh, amazed by is that there are so many new ways of moving your body, new directions and the just new ways to fall mm. in Boulder that I had never done in before that had never come across that there can be such a movement problem where you have to use your body and your muscles in this specific way. Have you noticed any change to your parkour movement? I mean, it's probably just phys physically better increased strength, but have you noticed people's making comments about your parkour about maybe that's an interesting way to attack that. And, and then you realize, oh, that may actually have come from maybe bouldering has challenged you to think more like above and to the sides of your head or something like that. Yeah. Uh, the, the problems or the lines that I come up with are, are heavily influenced by bouldering, especially when I'm, practicing with my friends who also do bouldering and like mm. similar challenges that I do. I think there's a lot of fun when one activity that you're passionate about 
informs another one and you can kind of like go back and forth it can go play in one mental space and then go play in another mental space um so i think that's i think it's neat that you have those two different things um maybe theater makes a triangle out of the three of them i think your theater practice informs your parkour or your bouldering (laughs) maybe not a good question maybe just a weird question well, sometimes when I train, I, I like to think that, think that can I somehow use these skills on stage? Or what kind of skills could I um, practice next that, that, that would be helpful on stage? Hmm. That's an interesting thought. Have you thought about, uh, so in my mind, I saw a short video that you did, which was a descent in a parking garage. And I don't know if you had six friends to shoot it or if you did it six times and moved the camera, but it's um, a lot of times when one sees a descent, you get a view of the of the athlete moving through all or most of the descent. And this one was very different. It was like one little move and then you're, as you disappeared, the camera, there was a cut and then it's like, oh, here you're coming this way. And then it was, so you got almost like the view from random people in their car you know it's like somebody turns around and there goes pan it's like you know and then the next person on the next level um i'm wondering if you think about when you're when you're imagining lines and movements in parkour do you think about what it's going to look like from the outside or i find i'm always trapped in my first person i cannot um i don't even think to try to imagine what would the movement look like from some other point of view i'm like stuck in first person point of view do you are you able to imagine your movement from another point of view while you're doing it and while you're planning it i am able yeah but i'm more more interested in facing the facing the line facing the problem as it is and after that i'll i'll get more uh, uh, perspective maybe more perspective and and Time to think of how it looks like. Mm. Uh, usually, when I when I make a challenge or a line and I want to film it, I know I notice that it's very hard to film either by myself or with a friend. But uh, usually, it doesn't matter because um, when I film stuff, it's more about like memories of myself that how did, uh, how I felt do, do, during those times and and what was specific. Uh, about this challenge that's a good point about trying to maybe capture the emotion and the feeling um in addition to just the visual i think that's that's a good point um and that that may come partly from theater because imagining what you want to capture i want to capture joy i want to capture um focus that requires you to to do that. You have to you have to become that emotion for the the camera. So that that's an interesting. I'm I'm, I'm thinking bouldering, parkour, and theater. I'm thinking that's that's the panda triangle. That's a thing. Uh, all right. Well, as much as I hate to say it, I, the time always flies by, and we've gone past 19 minutes. So I will just say, and of course, the final question: three words to describe your practice. I would say uh, happiness, honesty, and exploration. Terrific. Well, Panda, uh, like I said at the beginning, thank you so much for making the time to 
sit still long enough to talk to me and i hope you have a terrific rest of your day i hope so too i'm going bouldering oh it's too uh, maybe i'll go bouldering it's freezing cold <laughs> bye <laughs> bye thank you so much